Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Doombase, the Marvel Comics Villains podcast of Marvel stuff. My name's Adam. My name's Jeremy. And we're here to continue our tale of woe and merriment called Marvel Superheroes Secret War to do another fantastic run of issues. Yay. Yay. It's issue five. Uh, this one's September 1984, cover date on sale May 22nd. It's titled The Battle of Four Armies, same creative team as last issue. And on the cover, it says, At last, the X Men strike back. And we have a panel of the X Men racing towards. The superheroes who are being bested, it would appear, by the supervillains. And if I'm an X-Men fan and I see this on the racks, I'll probably buy it because it looks like the X-Men are about to do some damage. It's true, y'all. So we, uh, well, same creative team except Bob, well, yeah, Bob Layton did the last issue, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So Interesting to point out that Bob Layton, not as good as Mike Zack. He was pretty good in the last issue, but this, this one falls apart a little bit. Um, yeah, so they're all kind of looking up, and they see now what Reed sees, and then we see what Reed sees, which is Galactus's ship. His home has arrived, and, uh, well, that generally isn't good news. It's very big, and it generally means that he's about to eat the planet. Yep. So the girl healer, she's freaking out, but Torch goes to her comfort, and, uh, they, they, they head off into a hut where the girl lights some incest or something they could hide together <laughs> yes and we get a flashback of everything that has happened up to this point um to cue the listener in and uh i guess they also share a mind space and now they can understand each other her name is Jani or jaji jaji something like that she says Jani, but then he says jaji i don't know so I'm going to go with Jaji. Johnny. Jaji. Oh, he's 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 Johnny and she's Jaji. Ah, oh, okay. Johnny. Right. I love you too. Zashi. Um a little weird. Zashi. Yeah. <laughs> they they love each other all of a sudden, but you know, I guess I've never shared a had a mind meld with somebody, so maybe maybe it's a thing. Flip over to Colossus who's like hanging out. He's lounging, got no shirt on. And he's like, I wonder where she is. I would give anything to know just a little bit if my Katja is safe. Oh, my Katja. I dream about kissing her. And then I also dream about a little kitty riding on the big kitty's back while she kisses <laughs> me. This is a very weird thought balloon. <laughs> Doesn't it look like little kitty's piggybacking on big kitty? Or phasing through her or something. I don't know. Something tells me I will die here in this war, miles away from you, kitty. And even if we win, who is to say that the Beyonder will send us home? Oh, I miss my kitty. The, when the professor communicates with people in these issues, it's usually a giant head and it knocks people for a loop. It's kind of silly. Colossus, come at once. Stop Lads. being such a wimp. <laughs> 
give Professor X. It won't. I'm very sorry. I will put my shirt on. So everybody makes it back to uh, Magneto. Yeah, how quickly they respond, X-Men. You have trained these puppies well. Who's the guy that's like up on like the boardwalk above everybody? Is that Cyclops? That's Cyclops. What's he doing up there? I choose to enter from here. You know who I met? I met Spider-Man. I want to be Spider-Man. I want to do Spider-Man stuff. Stand like Spider-Man up here where Spider-Man would stand. Well, Professor they asks... Are slower than I am content with, Magneto. You guys suck. <laughs> oh, Professor, we would be quicker if you... Uh, if the force of your telepathic summons didn't bowl us over. Nonetheless, Nightcrawler reporting. Uh, last issue, the professor's suit was the right size. This issue, it's too big. It, it is a huge <laughs> suit. He's shrinking a little bit. <laughs> so the professor's like, all right, drop the dome, Magneto. Let's check out what's going on outside. And they see Galactus's home. And they're like, wow, it's crazy. Um, Magneto gives some orders about what their next plans are. Uh, Rogue and the others will go and prepare a ship. In the meantime, Xavier and I shall try a more subtle approach. And he says, you heard me, go. I don't know what they're going to do, though, do you? No, this is, (laughs) you know, it's another Magneto plan. We got a plan. You guys go right, you guys go left, and the professor and I will go forward. Okay, break. The X-Men are very annoyed with uh, Magneto giving them orders. Since when do you give us orders, says Wolverine. I am the leader of the X-Men, says Storm. That's right, says Cyclops. And then he thinks to himself, though with the stakes this high, perhaps I should be. (laughs) Given my experience. The professor chimes in and he's like, listen to me, my X-Men. Until further notice, I shall give the orders here in the field. Now please do as I say. Because he's the real leader. I'm the real deal. Do as as Magneto says, because I don't have time to give orders. Cyclops is all right for the moment anyways. So off they go. Meanwhile, back at the bad guy's base, uh, Volcana is hanging out. She's in her human form with Owen, the Molecule Man. And we find out that her name is Marsha. Oh, we do get her name. That's good. All of the villains are like, look at that big cow. She's so big. Which is so weird because she's tall and she's voluptuous, but in no way is she, like, fat. And so I think this is, like, uh, Bob Layton's interpretation of a fat girl. Well, he does, they never say she's fat or big. They, they just say she's a... She's, here, here comes the milksop and his cow. Romeo and Guernsey. Like, they're calling her a cow. They're calling her... And what's a cow? A cow is a big, fat, female cow. I don't know. All right. I, I just don't know. So if somebody called your girlfriend Maybe. a cow, you'd be like, oh. It's different now than it was in the 70s. <laughs> this is 80s. And I don't it's think different it, now than it was in the 80s. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Because Marsha will appear in Secret Wars 2, and they also call her like a cow and all that sort of stuff. So it's like her, it's her, uh, her trigger point because when they start making fun of her and stuff, she's like, I'm going to show you. I feel like it's just an insult uh, to women to call them a cow in the 80s. I don't think it, I don't, but I, but I could be wrong. I but could what be else totally... does it mean? Like cows are big and fat. And if you call a woman a cow, you're, you're calling them big and fat, which, you know, would be an atypical insult to an 80s woman or a 90. I mean, I guess it would be I mean, an insult to anybody if you're like, you cow. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't mean like she produces milk. (laughs) 
I guess. I guess you're right. Anyways, uh, so, and then they, uh, you know, Owen's like, you know, my therapist says that we shouldn't deal with this type of thing, so let's just keep going. And that's when one of them calls him a nerd. Um, According to this, it's a UK insult uh, that just means that she's not very nice to people. It's a generic term in the UK. It's a, in the US, it means you're fat. There you in go. In the UK, it means it's a generic term used to call somebody they don't like. So, so, so we're both right. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm more right than you. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate, Adam. <laughs> if the US and well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Owen's trigger word is nerd, and so he flies off the handle, fires up some molecule powers, and he binds up one of the villains in like a big. He turns the villain's costume into like a big metal costume. All I did was compress the molecules of your suit into an ultra hard metal like substance. And now you're a pushover. And uh, Marsha stepped on his head. Good work, Owen. And she stomps his head into the floor and says, that's it. Eat some mud pile driver. And all the rest of the guys are like, uh, OK, uh, we'll just kind of back off. Yeah, she's she's Cause, uh, you're 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 pretty tough. That that was weird. And uh, Molecule Man makes or finds, I guess he finds a trailer, like a horse-drawn trailer, and they get into it. And with his power, uses him uses it to fly away. Oh, he doesn't find it. He makes it out of air molecules. You're right. He does. <laughs> and off they go. Titania, she's lifting up wood and stuff or trees, and uh, the villains are all like. Uh, uh, now Whoa. what? It's Galactus's spaceship. It's huge. So Doctor Doom, he sees this and he's like, "Ah, his plans, his plans become clear to me. So do my own plans crystallize. Timing will be critical." And that's when again, the... again this is a plan that never comes to fruition. <laughs> well, I don't think so, Adam. I think that uh, Doctor Doom's plan is slowly doled out throughout the well, next I, I i agree i agree with you dr doom definitely has a plan more so than magneto however timing will be critical it does not seem like part of dr doom's plan as i understand it that could be that, that might just be extra dialogue that jim shooter <laughs> threw in there uh but enchantress shows up and she's like hey i've always loved you <laughs> We can be best friends, and uh, if you're not into my uh, beautiful self, I can I can repair the scars behind your iron mask. How, I, how do you feel about that? I have a question. Uh, in the lore of Marvel Universe or Fantastic Four, have we seen Doctor Doom's face yet? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So yeah, uh, he's like, oh really? No, 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 no. I, I can't. I can't abide by this. Leave me alone. And we get a close-up of Doom's face with his little eye holes, and we see kind of like scarry eyes. And we've seen that before. Yep. Um, so I had heard, like, I don't know anything about Dr. Doom. I know that, like, he had an accident. He was uh, Reed Richards' friend or, or whatever. But um, I had heard one story where once they finally revealed his face for the first time, it turned out like he had, like, a little scar below his eye. And that's what his hideous scars were that he was trying to hide because he was such a vain man, which is kind oh. of a cool story. But... That's funny. Anytime you see him with close-ups to his eyes, you usually see like bubbly, gross eye stuff, inferring mm -hmm. that his whole face is scarred. So I don't know. I don't know what the actual story is. 
Maybe that's just from wearing the mask all the time. He didn't have those before. Yeah, it's like when you're in the pool too long and you get uh, wrinkly fingers. It's so moist inside of his helmet that he just constantly has a wrinkly face. So, yeah, Enchantress, she's rebuffed, so she teleports away. Um, We cut over to Magneto and Xavier. They're attempting to probe the mind of... Uh, Galactus, I'm not sure what Magneto is doing other well, than saying, I guess he's providing energy to Xavier somehow. I'm he, not really sure how. He, he says right here, he says, more energy, Magnus, more. Open the barriers within your consciousness. Let me tap the deepest pools of your latent memory or mental powers. So Jim Shooter has clearly read some very early issues of X-Men. <laughs> Which is, this This is, like, we have not had a reference to his mental powers in quite some time. It's true. Uh, so there you go. If we can contact Galactus uh, mind to mind, we may learn his plans and perhaps reason with him. So, th- yes, he is augmenting and utilizing Magneto's latent uh, mental powers to try to contact Galactus while the rest of the X-Men do something. Mr. Fantastic attempts to t- talk directly to Galactus because he saved his life once, but Galactus ignores him. And that's when Galactus starts to uh, get a hint of what Professor Xavier is starting to do. And he glances towards Magneto's spaceship, which is far away, and then shoots it with a massive wave of psionic feedback. And it explodes. Yep. And as that happens, uh, Mr. Fantastic catches some of that and his wiggly, stretchy body falls to the ground. He noticed me, but he's forcing me back with a telekinetic burst. No, don't, please, hear me out. <laughs> and that's when Galactus's cat shows up, which is a robotic badass, basically. It comes out and just, like, pulverizes the Hulk, and, you know, he's basically keeping the heroes at bay while Galactus enacts his, enacts his plan. Which we are led to believe is eating the planet, although Reed Richards keeps thinking that it's probably something more than that, but he doesn't know what. The heroes use some teamwork to get the Captain America shield in the cat's face. The thing is able to topple him down. Uh, Torch is able to flame him in the mouth, and then he blows up. They best the robot. Yep, and the heroes are like, yay, but look out. Oh, man, here comes a ship with more villains. And they come and they oh, attack. man. Can't catch a break here on Battle Planet. This this uh, limited series definitely is filled to the brim with action, that's for sure. It is action-packed. Doctor Doom is flying around on his ship, and he's heading towards, well, he's monitoring Galactus anyways. He Yeah, he he's... This is essentially a distraction, the having the villains attack the heroes, because Doctor Doom needs time to do something, and we'll figure out that hopefully by the end of this issue. A split second is uh, a split second is all I need. So maybe this is the timing that is, needs to be critical that he was talking about. Yeah. So the heroes and the villains they fight. Uh, they although fight. if he only needs a split second, then timing really doesn't need to be that critical. And that's when the professor commands the X-Men to attack. So, the X- so it looks like the villains are winning, and, and so the X-Men are able to turn the tide. Rogue, you are lagging behind. Titania's closing on you, cutting you off from the rest. Leave me alone, Professor. I can do my own fights. Titania throws a rocket storm, or a rogue. Rogue punches it. Colossus is taken on. 
I don't know who this bad guy is, but Dr. Octopus and random bad guy. I think that one is – I'm just going to call them all Pile Driver because I know his name. <laughs> okay. I will uh, smash all of you. You are what keeps me from my katcha. Still whining. Oh, he's got Dr. Octopus too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. The elements marshal their infinite might at my beckoning. Powers seize in the rolling, uh, roiling clouds. Now at my command, strike. So she, she sends a lightning strike, force winds uh, at the villains, and there's a baroom. So I guess this is Dr. Doom's plan, is that when everybody is completely distracted and even Galactus is not paying attention, he warps into Galactus's home. Yeah. Zoom! <laughs> Pile driver or crowbar, whatever their names are, they they finally take down Colossus. Who immediately uh, loses his metal shell. Turns human. Turns human. Does he do that when he turns unconscious? I don't think so, no. I think yeah. he, he'll just stay metal, but Cyclops does a wide beam to blast all the bad guys away. Is that a thing that Cyclops does? It is in Secret Wars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and yeah, there's like nine of them here that just get blasted away. So I don't know why he doesn't just do this all the time. Uh, yeah, really. Enchantress is like, all right, let's get out of here. Teleports them all away. Colossus is left kind of in pain. and the He must not be moved. To the ship, now. Yes, the professor orders the X-Men to leave without Colossus and... Nobody's very happy about this on the X-Men I side. do not like this, Cyclops. How can we just leave him? Get inside, Nightcrawler. The professor will explain. Which eventually he does. Colossus' injuries were such that to move him would kill him. There is a healer in the village who may be able to save his life. I've, in, in, uh, I've put in her mind that she's going to save his life because that's what I do now. <laughs> There's a healer over there. As an independent ally of Captain America's group, we were extremely effective. I believe we should continue playing a role of the third force. To do so, we must keep our distance, even if it means leaving Colossus behind temporarily. Understood. I don't understand nothing, bub. You futzer. <laughs> so the Avenger Fantastic Four heroes, they, they find Colossus, and they're able to move him just fine. I bet you're saying you were worried about me, Zhaji. Me too, babe. So they embrace, but then they bring the healer over to heal uh, Colossus. But Colossus doesn't want anything to do with it. I, I want no help. Stay away. We get an interesting thing in dialogue where uh, Human Torch says, who knows if she can help a mutant? I mean, they're not exactly normal humans. They're a whole different species. And Iron Man says, let me get this straight. A guy who can burst into flames has doubts that this broad from planet Mongo can help this mutant dude? Thank God he ain't black, huh? Knock it off, Shellhead. You know what I mean. So I think the thing with Iron Man is nobody knows ever who's inside. Right. So it's it's Rhodes, whose first name I can't remember. So Cap uh, Captain Rhodes? Rhodey Rhodes. I think it's James. James Rhodes. James Rhodes. We'll just call him Rhodey. Rhodey. Uh, yeah, so uh, the healer goes over to, I think, Spider-Man, heals him up, um, and then eventually heals Colossus, who's like, oh, oh, that that feels good. Thank you. He, she makes out with the Human Torch, um, and Colossus sees them making out and thinks to herself, she's very beautiful and very much in love, it seems, with the Human Torch. Why does that trouble me, and why can I not picture Kitty in my mind now? What Sha is this thing in my pants? <laughs> Saji, 
Her name is Zaji. Stop looking at him that way. <laughs> so he's immediately super jealous for some yep. reason. We don't know why. And then a couple panels later, she heals him. And she's like, oh, that feels good. Thank you. So, so he falls in love with her before she heals him. Mm, I guess you're right. The whole thing I said before, not, not it. Also, she healed Spider-Man, and he didn't fall in love with her. They look up, so. and Galactus is completing the assembly of something, and, and uh, Mr. Fantastic is presuming that his plan is to consume the entire planet, probably destroying us in the process. And the Captain America says, thereby winning the Beyonders game. I doubt that it's that simple. Galactus is calculating, planning something. I can feel it. I miss my wife. <laughs> but what? And where is Doom? And why isn't he with uh, his little army when they attack? What's going on? Captain America wants to know. And that's when we see that Doctor Doom did, in fact, make it onto Galactus's ship. And he's wandering around. And he's like, ah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take over the ship. Yeah. And he, as he's walking around and he he's, he feels insignificant. The ship is gigantic. He's very small. Uh, he's trying to figure out what how he's going to manage to do this. Um, and then he discovers something. And that's when... We get next issue, which cuts us to number six, which is uh, on sale June 26th. And uh, it was a cover date of October 1984. And this one's titled A Little Death. And Mike Zek is back. What's interesting is uh, this one says next issue, The Way. But the actual title is A Little Death. So somebody changed titles midstream. Which, well, the, which happens. The, the way is a reference uh, of doc, what Dr. Doom was saying. I need to find a way, a way for the virus to grow, to become strong, to overwhelm this mighty pulsing world ship. And the next issue, the way. The cover of this features, uh, like issue number one, featured all of the heroes kind of blasting out of the center of the page. This one features all of the villains blasting out of the center of the page. Which is a cool image, except that I feel like Galactus could have been colored better. They, yeah, or or just lightened a little bit. So Because at first glance, you, you might not even notice that Galactus is in the background. Yeah. And I feel like this cover was also used for one of the Marvel superhero uh, role-playing game books makes sense. campaign books or something because it's very familiar to me oh and there's an there's a there's a new villain on this cover i just noticed him i did too but we won't <laughs> spoil that so uh in the we cut to the wasp and her spaceship which is crash landing because she doesn't know how to drive it and uh she leaves and and blasts it and puts it out of its misery doesn't really know where she is so she starts flying around she she, she shoots some insects that are about her size and flies into a swamp because she sees some sort of giant circular thing drawing her to it. And uh, that's when the lizard shows up. It's the lizard. Oh, my Lord. Grawr. So, yeah, we saw the lizard in the initial bad guy attack and then he kind of disappeared. So he got sick of the whole thing and found a swamp. Oh, Lockheed disappeared, too. Do you think Lockheed's in the swamp? He might be. He might be eating bugs in the swamp. Could be. Meanwhile, several million miles from the surface, Galactus's home is shaping up. Doctor Doom has found some controls, and so he starts pushing buttons. So where we left off, he had discovered whatever this machine is, and he is reconstituting some sort of energy that is flowing through Galactus's ship into uh, Claw, 
the self-styred master of sound. Do you remember Claw, Jeremy? He, yeah, absolutely. He and Dazzler fought aboard Galactus's ship in an issue of Dazzler that we covered. Whoa. And she was absorbed by Dazzler and then fired out of her. And I guess this is where he's been ever since. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing here, Claw? And uh, Claw is obviously, he's like, oh my God, do you know what has happened to me? And so he tells Doom and, and Doom's like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Uh, I'm we out get, of here. We get that same old Dazzler flashback that you just gave us. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it would appear that Claw is a bit crazy. He's gone nuts. He well, and and rightly so. And Doctor Doom sees this and he's like, "Oh man, that thing I found, not very exciting. Be gone. <laughs> You're of no use to me." So they head out to a Vizzy screen, I guess, that they find in uh, Galactus's ship, and they survey the heroes, the X Men, and the villains. He's looking for a way to have Galactus's work get delayed. Mm. So he thinks uh, maybe he'll send Claw on a little mission, which will allow them to get delayed. Um, he sends Claw back to his base. Claw says, fly in his soup, soup, oop, oop, oop. <laughs> That's pretty much how Claw talks. But I want to put a fly in Galactus's soup, soup, oop, oop, oop. Yeah. I and bring... he's always dancing in weird disco uh, moves. He's just, he's crazy. Um, so he appears with the villains, and the villains are like, who's this? I don't like this. He gives a secret code word, which uh, makes Ultron realize that uh, he is speaking on behalf of Doom, but nobody else believes him. But then Ultron's like, you will believe him, or I will shoot you in the face. Uh, uh, Titania's like, I know who you are already, Bullbrain, and I don't care. But Volcana, she's like, Titania, don't you remember? He already killed Kang. Let's just do as he says. Start talking, yes, Claw. do what he says. Uh, Wasp. I'm Ultron. Galactus does some stuff. He's still preparing his ship thing. Wasp and uh, Lizard, they're, they're, Wasp is trying to relate with Lizard. Lizard's not sure what's going on. He wants to be a bad guy, but maybe he's just dazzled by her prettiness. And eventually they forge kind of a truce. Uh, well, he uh, he has a wound, and uh, Wasp uh, uh, helps him by cleaning his wound his wound up, and uh, Lizard lets him lets her. Then at Magneto's fortress, uh, the X Men are repairing the base. The professor's like, "Man, that was a lot of work. I'm gonna go take a rest." And he starts questioning his own abilities. He's like, "Oh, I haven't had uh uh." uh much battle experience. I don't know if I should be the leader. I wish I brought my wheelchair along. My legs aren't really that strong. <laughs> While I'm resting, I might as well reconnoiter telepathically. He uh, attempts to mind read the villains to figure out what their plans are, and he gets little sketches, but then Enchantress discovers him uh, spying on them and cuts her off. Him or off. him off. She's mystically sealed their minds against me. But I have already learned enough. Attention! I have learned that Doom is dispatching a task force to a volcanic plane on the other side of the planet. Cyclops, you will lead Rogue and Wolverine to observe them, ascertain their purpose, and stop them if you deem it necessary. Go! Cyclops says, yes, sir. And Storm says, what? I've had enough of this! 
You heard the man rogue, Wolverine. Storm uh, heads off to Wolver or to Professor and is like, I'm the leader of the X-Men, not Cyclops and not you. <laughs> she starts, she gets so frantic that electrical bolts fly in the sky because she can't control her powers. Uh, and Professor's like, you got to get there. Cyclops is waiting for you. And she's like, I don't care. I don't take orders from him. Or I didn't order him to take off because I'm the leader. You are an excellent tutor. Leave the war to the warriors. So you are the field general, and I am what? An age training officer, fit perhaps to hone your battle skills, but not to lead? Is that what you believe? Notwithstanding your doubts, I have made the decision which is mine to make. I will give the orders. Understood. And guess what? If you don't listen to my orders, I'm a mind wipe you. Give orders, then, and see who follows them. I will go my own way. You will obey, or I will mind wipe you. Like I just said, I'm a mind wipe you. I'm a mind wiper. I'm a mind wiper. (laughs) I will not tolerate insubordination, mutiny, or desertion. I see. The stakes are unimaginably high. The odds are already heavily against us. And yet you are willing to beat your own troops into submission to ensure that you have the honor of leading them into a catastrophe. Mind wipe. What was I talking about now? Okay, Cyclops, I'm ready. Uh, yeah, back at the village, the heroes are, I don't know, helping put back together the village. And uh, Colossus is having dreams of Zaji and Kitty kind of um, melding into one another. Why must there be suspicion and mistrust between these noble men and us mutants? I do not understand why there must be separate camps, two different armies fighting for the same cause. I miss my fellow X-Men and Kitty, my love so far, uh, way back on Earth. I miss her too, so very much. But what is wrong with me? Why can I not picture her? All I think of is Jaji. Do I not? Do I forget my own beloved's face? No, I will think only about Kitty. Oh, hello, Jaji. I will be true to Kitty. I will be true to Kitty. I will be. Oh. And so Zaji gives her him another dose of healing. And he's like, no, I cannot deny my feelings, Zaji. I think you are the most beautiful, most wonderful woman I've ever met. Of course, you speak no English and probably no Russian. What is the matter with me? I am sorry. It's better that you yeah. cannot understand me. Zaji that's, walks that's away. She walks away. The, uh, the human torch picks her up and soars her up into the sky and they make out and then they fall to the ground and they're all happy and in love and Cyclops has a look on his face like... Oi! Colossus. Colossus. <laughs> Cyclops, Colossus, Wolverine, one of those X-Men. And so Captain America draws up some battle plans on the ground. Hulk is kind of sulking on his own, and eventually he gets mad because he's getting dumb. I'm tired of sitting and waiting. Let's take the offensive. Hulk smash. Oh, he does say, let's smash him. Or let's smash Doom. Or even Galactus. So yeah, he's getting he's getting dumb. Spy- this is where we get that, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, Spider-Man's like, what's going on, Hawkeye? And Hawkeye's like, without my arrows, I'm just a human. Mm. I'm making some new arrows. Uh, we get that scene that you were talking about between Iron Man and Power uh, Captain Marvel. What's happening, babe? <laughs> I'll make you a deal. You call me Captain Marvel instead of babe, and I'll call you Iron Man instead of Bozo. Oh? <laughs> Hey, I didn't mean to. I know, but I'm not in the mood for singles bar chit-chat. He must be black. That's the only reason he's hitting on me. <laughs> Zoom. And the only... I thought Iron Man was so sophisticated, but it seems like he's a different man in my art lately. And he certainly isn't my type. Or is he? 
And I'm only saying that because it's the 80s, and when you have a black male and a black female, they're generally going to fall in love. Well, you know, unless it's Star Trek. This isn't Star Trek. (laughs) So Iron Man's like, what's wrong with that woman? What's wrong with that woman? And what's wrong with me? My head hurts. That's been actually no. I think I think I think that it's just Jim Shooter. No, I totally okay. I totally he's he's just doing a cliche, is what I'm saying. Yes, I agree. I was not saying that that was a factual statement I made. It's just because I'm even thinking of like in in Chris Claremont's X Men. That's because Chris Claremont's he's like from Britain and he's like or uh, wherever he's from. He's he's worldly. Yeah. Okay. He's like I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. He's like Jim Shooter. He's, he's Jim yeah, Shooter. Exactly. Jim Shooter has read like the stereotypes guide to writing comic books and that's what he's writing. Yeah. Okay. So the bad guys fly to a volcano and they're about to implement their plan when the X-Men show up. Oh darn, says the Molecule Man. And they do some fighting. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not really much to say here. Uh, Titania punches Rogue really hard. Cyclops shoots Titania. Uh, Wolverine attempts to kill the Molecule Man, and then Cyclops shoots him, uh, which doesn't, which makes it so that he doesn't kill him. He just slashes his stomach. Son of a Cyclops, you idiot! Why'd you deflect my strike? Titania wants to know if he's dead. Doctor Octopus is like, no, he's not. But we got to get him out of here. He's way too important to Doom. So these bad guys are super loyal to Doom right now. Well, they're they're loyal to yeah, they're afraid of Doom, I guess. Well, right. They they're afraid of Ultron, right? Yeah, they're they're going to something is causing them to follow Doom's orders. So they jump on the ship with Molecule Man. Cyclops lectures Wolverine and says, "We do not kill." Is that clear? Summers, you lily-livered lame excuse for yeah, a, a guy. <laughs> And that's when Rogue comes and is like, um, I'm not sure if you noticed, but we won. And they, Cyclops figures that well, probably what they were attempting to do was set off the volcano. So he's like, and the, probably the reason they were going to do it was to distract Galactus. So he decides, well, then I'll do it because that seems like a good plan. Well, anything that's going to slow down Galactus is good for everybody in, at this point. Right. So Right. I wasn't being sarcastic. Yeah. I was being, you know. Good on, I guess it's, I mean, you know, it's kind of a weird scene. You could have just watched the villains do it, but. <laughs> right. It's not like they were going to hurt anybody. They were just going to blow up the, the volcano, but. So they do. It takes one shot and they jump into the ship. They fly away. The volcano erupts. And then we are back in the swamp with Lizard and Wasp. She's healed up his wound. She's probably bandaged it and, uh. He's, uh, lizard says, Wasp is crazy. Tisk, such manners. And here I was about to tell you I thought you were a gentleman, a gentle reptile. You'd better apologize for I'll tell Gucci where to find you. And I get, Sorry. <laughs> I guess Gucci must make alligator skin purses, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Or shoes, maybe. Just then something shoots Wasp through the chest. Yeah, it's like a laser beam. Wasp, you killed the woman! Through the chest, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's dead. She's dead. And a giant G.I. Joe-looking truck comes zooming out of the, I don't know, wherever it came from. And it's got all the villains on there, and they they run out, and they, they get the lizard... 
what are they doing? They're they're collecting the lizard because uh, yeah. Doom needs him for his plan. And they use this stasis ray, which freezes up the the lizard and picks up a piece of the swamp. And they start carrying him away. And they say, "I reckon you know the you got the wasp's corpse in there too, right?" And they're like, "Yeah, I know. We'll dump her. We'll pull it. We'll pull her out and dump her on the way back to Doom Base somewhere. Let's go." So the heroes are now below uh, Galactus's construction. Galactus is getting finished. Uh, they don't know what they're going to do. Reed wants to take one more stab at reasoning with Galactus, and uh, they're going to stand there and wait. But in the shadows... We... Well, She-Hulk says, say the word, Cap, and I'll go up there and beat the heck out of his ankle. Very funny, She-Hulk, but no thanks. For we wait and watch. And as the heroes watch, they are watched in turn. For in the shadows, a dark and menacing figure lurks. Next issue, Berserker. Would you like to make some... Oh, wait, that's not appropriate. <laughs> so we got now issue number seven, and it's got a, it's got a pink cover. This one's uh, on sale July 24th, 1984, cover date of... November 1984, uh, and it is titled Berserker. Would you like some make? Oh, wait. <clears throat> I can't sing that song. <laughs> Didn't you just say that? Uh, probably. It's it's kind <laughs> of my go-to anytime I hear the word berserker. Uh, yeah, pink cover. Pink cover. And, so uh, I, got, I got to think in the 80s, maybe this is appealing to uh, trying to get some female readers. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Don Johnson with his pink shirts and Miami Vice. Totally. I can hear the Miami Vice soundtrack as I look at this cover. I can't. Oh, okay. But on this cover, you do have Captain America. And in front of Captain America, you have Titania punching out uh, a girl. She-Hulk. Oh, She-Hulk, sure. Can't tell because she's not green. They're in shadows. Cyclops is blasted at Volcana. Rogue is also going to join into that fight. Wolverine and Doc Ock and Absorbing Man, the combo you never thought you'd see fight, are fighting. Yeah. yeah. And Wasp lays in the foreground. She's Something's wrong with her. She's taken out. And apparently Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man, has turned into a woman. Yeah, well... I mean, there's a character that I don't recognize up there. You think that's Peter Parker? Well, I mean... She's got the classic spider logo. That's I for sure. I was going to say, let's look at the facts. There's a spider logo on her chest. Well, you want to look at the facts. We should really read the caption on the cover. Oh, okay. Go ahead. The death of an Avenger. The X-Men's greatest battle. And introducing the all-new Spider-Woman. Oh, Spider-Man has a spider sex change and becomes Spider-Man or woman. Yeah, remember the uh, mysterious shadow that we just mentioned from the last panel? Yeah, it's Spider-Woman, who used to be well, Spider-Man. It's true. We flipped to the first page of this, and uh turns out she wasn't really, was not much of a lead up here. <laughs> no, no. Uh, there she is. Hey. Torch, Torch Caesar. Hey, who are you? I'm Spider-Woman. Yeah, well, that was, now we know who it was. Yeah, some mystery. Uh, yeah, same same creative staff. Uh, did Mike Zeck do the last one? Yes, he did. He, okay. I believe he was back. Okay. Yeah, uh, so everyone's like, hey, there's a girl. Where did you come from? Hello, everybody. I'm Spider-Man woman. <laughs> uh, I am from Denver, and I just showed up here. What's a beyonder? <laughs> and uh, she gives everybody kind of dem a demonstration of her strength. She picks up a giant rock, throws it 
up towards where Spider-Man is. She doesn't know Spider-Man's there, and he's all like, what? What's going on down there? That girl's- she tossed that boulder as easily as I could have, at least. I wonder if she sticks to walls. Maybe I should have patented my name. <laughs> so, yeah, they're all like, well, that's weird, but we don't want you in any danger, so why don't you just kind of go hang out? I might as well pitch in. You can trust me. She's like, no, I, I got a costume, don't I? I got powers, don't I? You never heard of me, but I'm going to help out. And that's when the- Did gi- you see me throw that rock? I can throw rocks. That's when the giant G.I. Joe tank comes out of nowhere and starts shooting up the place. Pew, pew. Get the villagers out of its path. Move, says Captain America, throwing his shield into the window, which ricochets off. And then uh, a, a random uh, villain. Uh, what, are we, what were we calling these guys? I'm calling I, all the I, let's say pile driver or bulldozer. The only one I really know is pile driver, and I don't think this is pile driver. Okay, it's, this must be crowbar because he's the one with the magic crowbar. Okay, so crowbar here, <laughs> he takes Wasp's dead body out of the tank and throws it at the heroes and continues driving away. Hey, you jooks! Here's a present for you from the wrecking crew. Catch! It's the Wasp, says She Hulk, and so She Hulk and Hulk run out to go get Wasp. They get her, the rest of the Avengers assemble in Zaji's little cabin, hut, place, and Zaji goes to work trying to heal her. But it's no good, Adam. The wasp is dead. Yeah, so says Hawkeye. She's dead. You know what they need? Nightcrawler. Why? Oh, Because he's a doctor. (laughs) Did somebody call? (laughs) I am not a doctor, but the professor makes me do it all the time. Yeah, so the Avengers are all like, this is an outrage. Let's go kill those villains. And Captain America's like, no, we got to watch Galactus. That's the thing we're doing. We can't stop doing it just because Wasp is dead. I feel really bad about it, but I'm the leader. Everyone's like, I don't like this, but fine. Everybody that is, but She-Hulk, who storms off. Yeah, she's just like, whatever. Meanwhile, the X-Men are aboard a little zoomy ship, and they're heading back to Magneto's lair. And they're Watch where you're going, Summers. Those ain't sparklers out there. Quiet, Wolverine. Professor X is communicating telepathically with me. And the professor does communicate telepathically with them, saying, uh, whatever you were doing, I can't remember what the plot was, but don't go back to Magneto's base. You're gonna change course and pursue Doom's task force. Right. Remember how you set off those volcanoes after you battled Doom's force? Well, now you're gonna chase after Doom's force. Yeah. New plan. And apparently Magneto, Storm, uh, Nightcrawler, and the professor are all going to rendezvous with them. Indeed. So we yep. have a chance to trap the molecule man to t- well, that's the professor. We have a chance to trap the molecule man to Tanya, the absorbing man, and Doctor Octopus before they can rejoin their allies. We must not let it slip away. I'm not really sure why, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm the leader. I'm Professor X. I'm the leader. So the the bad guys now, not the bad guys in the tank, but the bad guys in a little airplane here, uh, Dr. Octopus, Absorbing Man, and Titania, and um, Volcana, I guess? No, Volcana's back at the no, base. No, Volcana's not there. <clears throat> uh, Molecule Man is They're- there. So he's unconscious. Yeah, well, he got he got sliced up in the last issue, if you recall. I do. Yeah, because we just covered it just a minute ago. Right, yeah, sure did. <laughs> and so they're flying back to the base, and they're all a little panicky, like, if, oh, if Doom hears that we let Owen Reese here get all cut up, he's going to be mad. And they uh, they call up 
uh, Volcana on the Vizzy screen, and she's, oh man, she's not happy at all. I love these shots of Claw. He's always like all silly. Like he's always doing a disco dance. That's because he's crazy. I know, it's great though. Claw, my little Owie is hurt. He needs me. I've got to get to him. Well, I can't help you, my plump pretty. I'm mad as a loon, 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 loon. <laughs> now everybody, this poor, poor Volcana, everyone's like, you're fat, you're plump, you're huge. She, she, she's, she's really not that. And, and it's like Mike Zek is like, I got to draw a fat girl, but a comic book fat girl. So <laughs> the only thing fat on her are her boobs. This, well, her, her thighs are a little hefty, but I mean, I would nothing I would consider fat, fat or plump or <laughs> or, or plump. Yeah, I just, mean, really, they, they could just mean she's in shape. She, she looks like uh, the she way she's muscular. She looks like a WWE girl. Although she has very skinny arms. Yeah, and a pretty narrow waist, so... Yeah, yeah. Like, let's kind of draw her sexy, but... This leads me to believe that in the 80s, there were no overweight women. Oh, I'm sure that that's the case. (laughs) So she runs in, this is uh, Volcana, she runs into the Enchantress, and she's like, Enchantress, you gotta teleport me over there! Ultron won't help me, because he only takes order from Doom! She's like, I don't want to, but... I'll do it, but you got it. You're gonna owe me. You're gonna owe me big time. Well, even Enchantress gets in on the the bullying and is like, "It takes much energy to transport a body as bloated as yours." I cannot be bothered. Oh yeah, jeez. <laughs> I know it's like, and here's poor Volcana, right? Everyone's calling her fat and a cow and plump and everything, and she's basically wearing like a one piece uh, swimming suit. She don't care. She doesn't have any body image issues. She's like, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, eventually, you all think I'm fat. I think I'm beautiful. Well, and that's that's a great way to be, but eventually those those hurtful comments wear down on a person. No way. She's tough. She's Volcana. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so she ends up owing Enchantress a favor. She gets teleported to the ship, and she runs to Molecule Man's side. Owen! Owen! And this is where we get a little bit of backstory now. We find out that uh, Volcana and Titania were friends back in Colorado. So I would guess that the same suburb that zipped up Spider-Woman probably zipped up these two women. So one would believe that a segment of Colorado was taken and added into... Uh, Battle World. Battle World. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, uh, that's, that's interesting. Well, remember before, we we're like, where do these girls come from? So at least Jim Shooter's like, oh, yeah, I should probably explain that. Okay, here. <laughs> I will explain that in the most vague way possible. <laughs> in issue seven, almost <laughs> uh, halfway past the, the comic book start. So that's when Dr. Octopus is like, I don't know who's back there, but we're under attack. And it's the X-Men who have, uh, well, it's both X-Men ships. One X-Men ship shoots their, the bad guy ship. Another one kind of swoops in in front of them. And the bad guys burst out of the ship and fighting is about to start. The good guys also burst out of the ship. Cyclops shoots Titania. Nightcrawler tries to hit her with a rock, but Titania, she's strong. Volcana says, I get the one with the claws. Somehow in, you know, the little bit of time that she was beamed from the base to the ship, she heard that Wolverine was the cause of Owen's cuts. Oh, yeah, she probably looked at his, uh, you know, she put two and two together. She's a smart girl. She saw he was sliced with three slices across his somewhere. Which we, don't, we don't actually ever see it. But uh, and then she sees that that guy's got three uh, claws because he does have them out. Mm-hmm. She's like, uh, you know, two and two plus four. I get the one with the claws. Uh, absorbing man absorbs up some rocks to make himself as invulnerable as possible. I should mention that Rogue also bounces off of Titania. So she's Titania strong. Yeah. 
Uh, Magneto lifts up some rocks, probably because there's some iron or something in them. Yeah, Magneto is doing a lot of rock lifting in this miniseries. Yeah. So I got to think that Battleworld was, you know, the Beyonder put some extra metal lining into everything. I, I would totally agree. Vault. Not sure why he doesn't pick up the ships or anything. That's a good point. Or like Doc Ock. Or Doctor Doom. Well, Doctor Doom isn't here, but Doc Ock is right there. He could just pick him up and toss him around. In fact, what, what is, uh, what is, what is, uh, Lead Ball Man's? <laughs> absorbing Man. <laughs> what is Absorbing Man's, uh, big metal thing made out of? I think it's whatever he absorbs. So right now it's all rock. Oh, okay. So, okay. That makes sense that Magneto couldn't lift that then. So Volcana shoots at Storm. Uh, Professor Xavier is kind of like just calling out the obvious, like, Storm, danger below you. Try as I might. I cannot pierce our enemies' minds. Enchantress has sealed them against our thoughts. But in the noise, the confusion is overwhelming. So he's wavering in his leadership abilities, apparently. Yeah, it's tougher than he thought. Wolverine slices absorbing man's arm off. That's pretty crazy. That's some serious business. My arm, he says. He he doesn't even do it on purpose. He's just running by. Out of my way, you futzer. (laughs) Whoa, I cut his arm off. I never cut anybody's arm off. It's crazy. Battle world. That's cool. (laughs) Volcana is not happy with this. She shoots at Wolverine, who... Who is taken down to the ground? Absorbing man is now holding his arm in his right arm, or his, his right arm in his left arm. It's true. He's looking, looking at it like, what? <laughs> How can this be? And Cyclops shoots at Volcana. The professor, I guess, goes to comfort Wolverine, but gives out some last-minute commands to Magneto and Storm. Yeah, somehow the professor tells Cyclops to stop. Uh, Volcana, and then he says, "Wolverine lives." We reacted in time, although it looks like I don't know. This doesn't. This doesn't seem like something that would kill Wolverine, but maybe. Yeah. Well, at this point, maybe in the Marvel universe, or I mean, think about it. Jim Shooter's writing him, so he's like, ah, I know he's got a healing factor, but I don't know. Got to make the stakes high. Wolverine lives. We reacted in time. Magneto aids Storm against Doctor Octopus at once. He's got metal. So he says to Storm to make rain and frigid temperatures around Wolverine. Oh, that's to cool him down because he's burning from Volcana's blast. Uh, and then I guess Magneto uses finally uses his Mag magnetic powers to control dr octopus's arms and look i've always thought like if dr octopus and magneto fought like it wouldn't be a fight no i don't think that's the point i mean wouldn't magneto just yank those arms off well you know that or twist them up into knots okay so which is what he does (laughs) yeah uh rogue finally gets her revenge she takes a big piece of rock and smacks it against her uh yeah titania's face y'all are stronger than i am but i've got these charming warrior skills that's not sneaky that's smart fighting nightcrawler's unconscious somehow yeah and now she's like and it's about time i used my head other than for worrying about which side i should be on i made my choice i'm an x-man well that's a relief Phew. for a minute there i thought rogue was gonna go rogue so the bad guys uh gather themselves up and they leave but not before Volcana can give them some volcanic cover. Don't worry. Magneto, lift those stones up. 
Yeah, this is weird. Magneto, Rogue, erect those stones, shield us. So I guess uh, Rogue will use her strength and Magneto will use the iron inside the rocks. <laughs> and Storm makes a super cold shower to cool down the molten rock that's coming at them. And now they have a shield. Basically, all of this is to protect the Professor and Wolverine. Well, and and everybody because Volcano is, Volcana is doing a Volcana blast at everybody and they're just hiding behind some rocks. Yeah. And so they do. The bad guys get away. Magneto points out, bah, this is no challenge for my magnetic prowess. These metal rocks, I can control with my eyes closed. I can, uh, what is Magneto? Um, uh, I can control metal rocks all day. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, they get away. Um, They're kind of uh, sort of disappointed in themselves because they did let the bad guys get away. Except the professor is like, what are you talking about? We lost a ship, but that's okay. We're all fine. And we gained much. We coalesced as a fighting unit, passing our greatest test to date. And I think we proved ourselves beyond a doubt. Wow. Professor playing catch up a little bit. (laughs) Whereas Storm's like, I think it was you, Professor, who were tested. And though we did well, I, for one, still have many doubts about your ability to lead us in combat. So do I. He panicked. He dropped the ball. He totally did. Meanwhile, on Galactus's ship, Dr. Doom is roaming the corridors. His armor keeps taking him to magnificent electronic gadgets of which he could take over the world, maybe even the galaxy. But not one piece of technology will let him uh, get at the Beyonder. No, he doesn't fully understand all this stuff and he's just trying to kind of figure it out. As he goes, and he's looking for the the one thing that'll help him out, and he can't find it. And he's like, uh, am I afraid? Or, am I afraid? <laughs> no, no. It is merely excitement. Fear is for lesser men. I I shall press on. So Dr. Doom might, might actually be a little afraid. Yeah, for sure. And it is at this point in the next few panels that, to summarize quickly, Galactus finally notices Dr. Doom is on the ship and um, spits him out of his ship. Yeah. Well, he also notices that, like, okay, some like the planet was fine, and now there's eruptions all over the place. Now I gotta fix the planet before I can eat the planet, and Doctor Doom's on my ship. So that, that I guess all of this serves to delay the story a little bit longer. I think. So yeah, uh, Doctor Doom gets blasted out of the side of Galactus's ship uh, and is shot down towards Battle World. And mm-hmm. uh, you know he's he's up in space, and now he's probably burning through the atmosphere. So that that can't feel good. No. And so Galactus returns to his business of quelling all of the volcanic eruptions that are happening on his planet. So the bad guys, they arrive back at Doom Base, and uh, Dr. Octopus has untied his knots, and he's running down with um, Molecule Man's body. They're going to get to him to an infirmary, but they don't really have a doctor. Ultron could work on them, but Ultron's like, Doom must order me, so I won't. (laughs) Um, They have Dr. Octopus, but he says, I'm a nuclear physicist. Yep. Not a medical doctor. So it turns out that Enchantress can heal their friend, but it would cost a price, and uh, she doesn't really want what Volcana has to offer because she is already owed a favor from Volcana. So I don't really know what happens here, but I think the Enchantress offers to help eventually. Um, No, no, she never does. No, because Titania's like, Volcana's my friend, and for some reason she likes that wimpy runt. I'm tired, hungry, and hungry. Right now I'm going to eat, clean up, and get some rest. Then, unless he's better, I'm going to tear your leg off and stuff it down your throat. And she's all like, eh, whatever. 
human. Meanwhile, Absorbing Man is standing by a window by himself, holding his arm, and he's like, Oh my god, oh my god, what am I gonna do? If I turn back to human, I'm gonna bleed to death. Or maybe if I just hold my arm back together and turn into human, it'll be okay. And it is. Although it hurts like hell. Indeed. <laughs> it worked! Hurt like the devil, but it's stuck, man. It's sore. I feel like I'm gonna puke. <laughs> Better lie down. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty crazy. I like it. It's a neat idea, I suppose. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the lizard has escaped, and he's all still angry that they killed the wasp. So they throw him into a cell, I guess. Yeah. Okay, Thunderball. That's another one's name. <laughs> and that's when Claw is like, ooh, lizard, 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 lizard. <clears throat> lizard, 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 lizard. And the wrecking crew goes down to go get some food, I guess. Okay, so they're the dozer. Somebody's name is Dozer, Bulldozer. So we got Bulldozer, Pile Driver, and I already forgot the other one. Thunderball. What about Crowbar? Oh, he's the wrecker. I've suddenly remembered. He's the wrecker. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> but Bulldozer, he goes into his room and he's like, oh, it's, there's a breeze in here, but I, there's no windows in these quarters. Which is weird because if you look at this picture behind the bed, it looks like a giant window is right there, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a big steel plate. But it looks like there's bushes outside of it. Well, no. What he's saying is there. There's no. There's like the windows don't open. Okay. There's no breeze. He feels a breeze, but there shouldn't be a breeze. And that's when he notices a giant hole in the wall. And, he's and like, out through the hole steps uh, one 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 angry She-Hulk. Definitely. So Bulldozer's like, She-Hulk! And he jumps out, they fight a little bit, She-Hulk punches him in the face, and that's when the rest of the wrecking crew come in, they're like, ooh, She-Hulk! And uh, and Titania walks in, and She-Hulk has taken out all of the wrecking crew. So now Titania and She-Hulk go at it, and Titania definitely has the upper hand over She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. At which point the wrecking crew wakes up, but starts waking up, Dr. Octopus comes in and sort of is absorbing man. So I did, does your collection have like uh, backup stories? No. So there's no like uh, She-Hulk number 23 or whatever it is? No, not that, no. I pulled that number out of a hat. Well, mine has a backup story, which is, uh, well, it's kind of like the origin of Titania. So it's got the lives of Titania and Volcana when they were just humans living in Denver. It's got Spider-Woman in it. And it's sort of like uh, they, they bump into Doom after the Beyonder pulls Denver up out and puts it into Battle World. And they show this scene where uh, between the panels here, right now we get a little Enchantress scene. But in this comic book, she smacks uh, She-Hulk away and then She-Hulk gets the upper hand on her which uh, and she, she gets bested. By She-Hulk. And so she, from there, then on, she has a vengeance against She-Hulk. But that's like a retcon that was added in. Oh. As, as, as you'll see, when we cut from this panel to the next panel, uh, it stays with her having the advantage. But I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't include that in the collection here that I've got. I got the cheap collection. I guess so. I got a couple of backup stories, and I probably won't talk about most of them. Lots of what-ifs. Ah, uh, no, I don't care about those. Yeah, so meanwhile, Enchantress is laying poolside. She's all thinking about Thor. Oh, man. I think she's thinking about Thor. I don't know what she's thinking about, but... She's always thinking about Thor. But that's when Doctor Doom comes in, and she's like, Doom, what happened? Mortal, you have forcibly linked our fates to your own. Now speak. So she's mad. Doctor Doom's like, do as you will. 
I mean, do as you will. <laughs> it is over. Finished. And he collapses into his doom bed. And he is he is a wreck. His uh, cape and clothes are tatters. His armor is damaged. He's very unhappy. Do you think it smells funny in Doom's armor? Like, he never takes it off, right? He must have developed some sort of cleaning agents, knowing Doom. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, meanwhile, we jump to a panel that does not fit into the She-Hulk story that you just talked about, because everybody, Dr. Octopus, the Wrecking Crew, Absorbing Man, and Titania are beating the ever-living crap out of She-Hulk. Well, it actually does tie in pretty well. Oh, but does it? There's, okay. There's a bunch of stuff in between the last panel and this panel. She ain't moving. She's had it. Now what? Kill her. Yeah. All together now. All, all together, together now. now. All, all together, together now. <laughs> Captain America still standing vigil watching Galactus when Hawkeye comes up. and Man, Galactus is so hot. <laughs> he's huge. He's way off in the distance and he still looks taller than me. <laughs> Hawkeye comes up and he's like, hey, man, nobody's seen She-Hulk. I think I don't she care. Won't. We're staying. Oh, well, we, what about She-Hulk? Nope. Hulk, Hulk comes along. Cap, she's my cousin. Please just let me go after her. Nope. I'm the leader. Nope. Can't. All the Avengers start ganging up on uh, Captain America. And he's like, look, if I, if I could, I would totally go do this. I want to do this, but I can't do this. Come on, guys. Galactus. He's so hot. And meanwhile, in the village nearby, Colossus is uh, feeling better, um, but he needs to go find Zaji for one more treatment. <laughs> one more treatment. <laughs> and he finds Zaji kind of stumbling out of her house, and she's like, oh, my God, I'm this freaking out. You're so pale, barely breathing. Why? What has happened to you? Yeah, and she is pretty pale. She look she looks downright yellow in this panel. Yeah, she looks yellow to me as well. Meanwhile, though, I mean, cutting right back, the professor telepath telepathically contacts Captain America and says, "Hey, the X Men, Magneto, and myself, we're heading back towards where you are. We think that you should go go do what you need to do, and we will watch Galactus. What do you think about that? It's a pretty good offer, isn't it?" And Cap says, "Wait, were you listening into my thoughts?" <laughs> How did you know what was going on? How I feel you, violated. Like, we've been separated for a while. You decided to do this third-person thing and not join the good guys, so how do you know what I'm doing? Anyways, fine. Listen up, Avengers. Let's go get those butchers. Avengers, assemble. To be continued. Which cuts us up to, uh, cuts us up, which brings us to number eight, uh, which is uh, on sale August 28th, 1984, cover date of uh, December 1984, cover price 75 cents still, and this one's titled Invasion. And the background of this cover is just dark red with some smoke, a bunch of good guys on the left, a bunch of bad guys on the right. Actually, it's good guys and bad guys all over the place. And in the front... Wait, wait, wait. Are you trying to tell me you actually noticed the background? Because I sure didn't. I, I was I was burying the lead. Because <laughs> in the foreground, there is a black as night Spider-Man. Or is it Spider-Woman with her hair concealed? I don't see her in the background. Uh, yeah, that's good. See, so this could be Spider-Man or it just could be a re redesigned Spider-Woman. But it does say, amid the chaos, there comes a costume. Kind of a dumb uh, yeah, statement. Pretty stupid. Co costume change, everybody. It's like in the middle of a battle, he's going to get a costume. But, you know, that's comics, so. 
Yeah, uh, creative team is essentially the same, although I feel like there's a couple of new um, inkers, Jack Abel and Mike Esposito. I don't think they were there before. So, John, so many inkers. John Beatty was like, oh, my God, I can't stand inking this anymore. I need help. Well, wasn't John Beatty the one that took over for two issues? I thought that was him. I don't know, but I feel like this is the first issue where there's three inkers rather than just the one. Oh, no, that was that was Bob Layton. So, yeah, you're 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 right. So this 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 series has had four inkers now. Everybody's uh, Oh no 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 this no John Beatty's been consistent but this is the first time he's been slacking off. Mike Zeck uh, slacked off for Bob Layton to come on. Not slacked off but you know. Oh gotcha gotcha gotcha. Yeah, so invasion. So here comes the Avengers, Fantastic Four and Spider-People and well Spider-Man and Spider-Woman and Hulk uh heading towards the Doom Base. On our way to Doom Base, gonna do some doom stuff. The good guys land and they burst into Doom Base. And it looks like, well, I know Thor's swinging his giant hammer, uh, I mean, swinging his hammer above his head, but it kind of looks like the giant penny from the Batcave that he's just about ready to throw at Doom Base. I like it. <laughs> Thor reaches into Gotham City, grabs the giant penny from Doom Base, and throws it at, from Doom Base, the giant penny from the Batcave and throws it at Doom Base. Yeah, it's the crossover to end all crossovers. Super amazing. Meanwhile, Enchantress is getting wasted. She, she's really drunk. She's slurring. She's thinking about Thor. She's watching the battle happening outside, and she falls. And that's when Volcano's like, hey, Owen's hurt. Help him. I won't leave you, Owen. I won't let anybody hurt you anymore. If any of them dare to come in here, I'll kill them, especially Wolverine. He's the worst. He cut you. He'll get his baby. Don't you worry. So, uh, Lizard and Claw... They yeah, uh, lizard freed or uh, claw freed lizard from his cell that they put him in. Yeah, and they, it looks like they're uh, you know they're gonna they're be best friends. Yeah, now. they're buddies. They're pals. I love of the way you talk, says Claw. I'm mad at dad, dad. That no freeze me. What sort of creature is it? What is its name? Speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Claw's like, please stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. He loves it. That hurts my ears. <laughs> but I love it. Uh, yeah, so the bad guys are... Uh, this picks up right after we saw She-Hulk getting the crap kicked out of her, and they're about ready to kill her. So maybe they've just been, like, paused like this for, like, the last ten minutes. Though so it looks like Absorbing Man does hit her in the back of the head with his absorbing ball. She's out, and I think that's when they hear the noise about the good guys coming. So they're like, all right, well, just leave her. Let's go get the bad guys. I mean, the good guys. Doc Ock grabs She-Hulk and smashes her head first into a large metallic um, outcropping or something. I don't know what it is, but it's, I guess the idea is that she's dead. Yeah. There, now there's one less to concern us, says Doc Ock. So you got Wasp down, you got She-Hulk down. And Doc- Heroes are dying. Dr. Doom is still, he's got like a hangover or something. He's holding his head. He's not feeling good. Ultron is standing vigil outside, uh, and more heroes burst in, and Crowbar Man hits Iron Man, and some uh, Dr. Octopus lets some uh, freezy water onto uh, Human Torch, which puts him out. Not freezy water. <laughs> yes, freezy water. Yo, he says. Fantastic, Fantastic catches Human Torch, who's now falling because he uh, can't. Can't be on fire. Uh, 
Speedo wrecking crew man runs towards Mr. Fantastic, but Spider-Man punches him in the face. Yeah. Absorbing man uses his ball to break something. Thing is about ready to take on Absorbing man, but then he turns back into Ben Grimm. Oh no, not again. I'm throwing him back to Ben Grimm. <laughs> Spider-Woman. Well, uh... Absorbing Man's like, well, now that you're just Ben Grimm, I'm going to smush you. But Spider-Woman jumps in, she grabs Absorbing Man and throws him against a wall, and now he's stuck in the wall. Abroad. As soon as I peel myself out of this wall, lady. That's when Spider-Woman takes that little absorbing ball and hits it right in his absorbing face. (laughs) (laughs) The new Spider-Man wins again. Booyah! Pile drivers giving Hawkeye the business, and Hawkeye's like, look, I don't want to hurt you, but well, fine, I'll hurt you. So he shoots Pile Driver in the shoulder with his arrow. Apparently, Pile Driver's invulnerable, bullets bounce off of him, but Hawkeye points out that at close range, an arrow is faster and stronger than a bullet. I guess maybe one of Hawkeye's bullets anyways. So he shoots him, yep. and then, uh, what was his name? Pile Driver. Pile driver. Oh, he's the only one I knew. <laughs> uh, he 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 falls unconscious. Hulk bursts into Enchantress's room, and Enchantress enchants him, seduces the heck out of him. Yeah. Captain America runs in, and Enchantress tries to enchant him, and he's like, "I don't swing that way." <laughs> I ain't Have you in seen Galactus out there. I'm not into. I'm not. I'm not into girls. I'm into Galactus. <laughs> And so he hits her in the face with his shield, and she's out. Titania's about ready to drop, like, a big giant girder on all the heroes, but Spider-Man jumps in and kicks her in the back. Cap makes a big thing about hitting a girl, oh, but he's right. like, if there were any other choice, I wouldn't do it. So now we have kind of the classic brains versus brawn. We know that Titania is way stronger than Spider-Man, but Spider-Man's a pretty smart guy, so he's using his agility and his smarts to uh, outthink her, and eventually he does get himself into trouble where she's about to drop a giant piece of metal on him. But we cut away to... Everybody better look out for me now. I'll crush anybody who gets in my way, especially miserable little wimps like you. Yeah. But I'm Spider-Man. Apparently, miserable little wimp. Apparently, Titania's backstory is that when she was, uh, before she was altered, she was a scrawny girl who got her face rubbed in the dirt by bullies. So, yeah, uh, she Hulk, she Hulk confirms that. Oh, and okay. I believe she literally gets her face rubbed in the dirt. <laughs> so now Hawkeye and Ben Grimm, they get together because they're basically humans. Uh, and they bump into Claw and Lizard. And they're like, oh, man. Guess we'll have to outwit them, says Hawkeye. And Ben Grimm says, us? Us? So, yeah. We're not good for nothing. <laughs> ben Grimm's got no rocks. Hawkeye's got no arrows. What are they going to do? But we flip our attention over to Volcana and Molecule man molecule man's now awake and he you know they're they're t- i love you baby oh it's so good to hear your voice yeah. the uh heroes which is fantastic for iron man thor and spider woman are about to enter uh the room where they are but then all of uh volcanoes volcanic uh flames come bursting out the door and iron man says i'm gonna go in anyway and fantastic uh mr fantastic says don't do it that's plasma generated heat she's throwing too much even for your armor and and it turns out it is and iron man barely survives his cooling system is down molecule man throws up a shield uh and then uh, volcano asks for a vent so that she can plasma and finish off iron man which she does but uh mr fantastic 
grabs Iron Man at the last second and burns his hands in the process. Ah! <laughs> My plastic hands are on fire. Uh, yeah, and, you know, that's when Captain Marvel shows up and she's like, your force field isn't invisible, it's transparent, and light can pass through it, and I'm light. So here I am. And so she is kind of got Mr. Or Molecule Man in a headlock when uh, Volcano's like, oh my God, you're, op- you're pulling his wounds open. You're hurting him. And Captain Marvel's like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> now I feel bad. I do feel terrible that this villain was, I'm hurting him. Volcana de-volcanoes and is like, look, stop. Whatever you need to do, I surrender. But just stop hurting him. And uh, He's unconscious again. Yep, he falls unconscious. The force field's down. Titania, meanwhile, drops the big piece of metal she was holding, but Spider-Man's able to dodge out of the way. And he is now able to get the jump on her by using his agility and leverage and all that sort of stuff uh, to throw her off the top of Doom Base. And How do you think I've survived all this time? I'm Spider-Man. Nobody can lay a glove on me. Not the X-Men. Not the Absorbing Man. Not you. Yeah, not the X-Men, even though the Professor mind wiped me. And I don't think I should remember that. But <laughs> but I do. <laughs> That's right. Oh. So I guess we're led to believe that the Professor mind wipe him from the plan, but not necessarily the fight. So Spider-Man's left to be like, you know, I was fighting the X-Men, but I have no idea why. <laughs> it was a temporary mind wipe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and then her face falls in the dirt. So it's all full circle. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, you know, the good guys and the bad guys are fighting. Ultron, he enters the fray by shooting everybody. And that's when Captain America orders Human Torch to do his Nova Flame. Right, and uh, which is like the the nova the 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 heat of a nova sun from the human torch is the most powerful thing he can do, but it's usually pretty pretty devastating. So he doesn't do it a lot. So it is pretty devastating. Captain America is able to use his shield to protect him, but there's there's molten slag all over the place. It's taken a lot out of Human Torch or Johnny Storm. Ultron is not melted, but some of his internal gizmos probably got broken because he's just laying on the ground. Right. Um, his Nova Flame does not affect adamantium, uh, which is what Ultron is made out of. But he surmises that there must be some parts inside of him that are not made out of adamantium that he's he destroyed. Presumably, that's also how Cap uh, survives by hiding behind his shield. Although that's a little ridiculous. Kind of, yeah. Captain America then finds Doctor Doom, and he's like, "All right, buddy, you're coming with us." And Doom just just sits there. He's he's a broken man. He's just holding his head. Doom. Okay. Doom? Whatever happened to him? He's barely alive. And it seems completely out of it. He must be on drugs. He's harmless. So let's not capture him. Let's just leave him here. He turns his back on him, and that's when Doom stabs him in the back of the head repeatedly with his Doom knife. (laughs) Meanwhile, Mr. Fantastic, Hulk, and Spider-Man catch up with Hawkeye and Ben Grimm, who are playing patty cake with Claw. (laughs) And I guess maybe Lizard, but yeah, they're all having a jolly old time. And so Captain Marvel eventually finds She-Hulk and is like, "Oh my God, I'm so angry." And well, you kind of you kind of skipped over that, but yeah, they, they basically what Hawkeye and uh, Thing decided to do was play patty cake with the two crazies, and that worked. Yeah. And so back at Good Guy Base, we've got a bunch of villains in. Oh, no, tubes. they're in the same base. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. So they put the bad guys in some tubes, and they put She-Hulk in another tube. I guess that's the healing tube, and the other one's maybe the prisoner tube. The, the maybe it's like both. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
They're cell regenerative tubes. They don't put Dr. Doom in one because uh, something to do with his armor prevents them from working on him. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic says something about, did you know that Dr. Doom died a few months ago? How he's even here is uh, something I don't know. And we could try to take his armor off, but it'd take a while, and there's lots of booby traps. So, moving on. This place be crazy. (laughs) Yeah, so they end up putting Absorbing Man and Lizard into, like, floating tube chambers. Oh, She-Hulk is alive, by the way. Yeah, of course. I guess I did. Yeah. And they put uh, Claw in another cell. It's a shame that they couldn't keep those two together because they were such good friends. Being insane doesn't mean they aren't still dangerous, Hawkeye. Uh, says a... Uh, Hulk. Yeah, says, says Hulk. And meanwhile... Uh, Doom, and, they also locked Doom away. They didn't just leave him in that room. Oh, that's good. Meanwhile, in the village where we last saw Colossus, he's running across the village with Zaji, takes her to a bed in her house, and he's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's wrong. I'm not going to leave your side. Huh, look, there's those minerals that Human Torch was talking about that link our minds. I'm going to use it. Because he wants to know what's wrong with her, and he figures, maybe if I can link their minds, I can figure out what's wrong with you. And he does. I don't know, it's kind of weird, but, you know. I feel like Human Torch, though, after that whole thing happened, and they're, like, in love and whatever, like, I don't know that he would be so quick to share this whole potion thing, because wouldn't that be, like, a very personal experience that he'd want to keep to himself, maybe? Yeah, that's that's true. It's just Although, seems... you know, you know the torque, he's a blabbermouth. Yeah, but he doesn't even like the X-Men. He's like, you guys are different. So, how well, does... you know, Colossus overheard it or something. Okay. So the, uh, the, the container that has this is very phallic shaped. It's like phallic upon phallic. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, they get kind of a little flashback about what's been going on, the various healings and stuff. And that's when Colossus realizes the truth is that uh, Wasp was not dead. She was in stasis near death. And as she was coming out of stasis, Zaji was able to use her powers to recuperate her. But in the process made her very weak uh, and I guess left her near dead now. Which is what's happening now. It's death like stasis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Jim Shooter, come on. And that's when Hawkeye and Captain Marvel, who uh, I, we skipped over this, they were heading back to the good guy base because they wanted to grab Wasp's body to bring it back to Doom Base where everybody is so they could give her a proper Avengers burial. But when they get back to good guy base, they find that Wasp is alive. Hooray. She's fine. But then she's like, oh, no, I don't have any makeup on. My hair must be a mess. Oh, goodness. And everybody laughs. It was like, <laughs> that's our wasp. Meanwhile, the X-Men continue to stand vigil over Galactus. I would just like to point out that inside this spaceship, Coloss- or, uh, Cyclops and Professor are sitting in chairs watching the Vizzy screens. And there are like three mattress-like objects lying on the floor. Rogue is reclining. It looks like uh, Storm just sat up. Presumably the third one's from Nightcrawler, who is not reclining. Why are there mattresses in the middle of the floor? Well, are they in this ship? Yeah, they're in this little spaceship. Well, that's my point, is it looks like a little spaceship on a ledge, but inside looks like a giant base. Well, it's a TARDIS. Okay. But yeah, it's got three mattresses. So they sleep in shifts. 
<laughs> and they're watching Galactus do Galactus stuff. Uh, the professor's like, I swore to Captain America that we would stand guard and hold out against Galactus if necessary until his forces returned, and so we shall. And that's when Cyclops points and says, Look! Look there! Nightcrawler drops his biscuit. Oh my god! I was very hungry, too. Iron Man has had to remove his iron arm to give it to Mr. Fantastic to repair because of Volcana's blast. And he's like, oh, I'm curious. Were you surprised there was a black man under the metal? Mr. Fantastic says, hmm, no, I never gave it a thought. I knew there was a man under there. Sexist. Sexist? More racist. No. Oh, he never considered that there could be a woman under there? Exactly. My question is then, does Iron Man have some sort of voice modulation to make Tony Stark and... Yes, he sounds like this. <laughs> well, that's what Captain America and Ultron sound like. And Doctor Doom. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wait, did you say Captain America? Captain <laughs> America doesn't sound like that. I meant Doctor Doom. <laughs> Elsewhere, uh, Thor has returned. He has his cape. He has his helmet. And Spider-Man's like, whoa, wasn't that blown up in like issue two? How'd you get that stuff back? Turns out Hulk found a machine that can make any costume. Yay. Well, it's not just any costume. It's in there, Spider-Man. You just have to think and it produces any sort of, oh, any sort of cloth or clothing you want. Okay, so it's a costume machine. Yeah. <laughs> Great. New threads without stabbing my thumb with a needle. So Spider-Man runs in there. He puts his head in this mystery machine. I guess he apparently thinks about a spider suit. This must be the one. It looks like it wants to make me a costume. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it was frying my brain. No! <laughs> and Spider-Man's dead. Huh? A little black ball appears. It's floating around. He's like, huh? making my spider sense tingle. Maybe I should get rid of it. But then it climbs up his arm and he turns into the cover of this comic book. Almost the exact yeah. same pose. Almost. In fact, uh, okay, it's not the exact same pose. But yes, it's Spider-Man in the black costume. We get the, uh, the swanky uh, uh, music from Spider-Man 3 and Tobey Maguire starts strutting down the street. He's all cool now. Yep. He parts his hair on the other side. <laughs> Absolutely. And so he's like, oh, I wonder why it came out like this. I was thinking of my old costume. It was really weird. Oh, well, maybe I was subconsciously thinking about Spider-Woman. Whoa, the planet's got an earthquake. Ah! And that's when the professor telepath telepathically contacts the Avengers in Fantastic Four and says, Captain America, come at once. It has begun. Galactus is devouring the planet. What? Whoa. There you go, everybody. The Oh yeah. End Four more issues in the can. The end of the second part of our three part our now three part Secret Wars Extravaganza. X Extravaganza. Yeah. So Sweet Majit. <laughs> Sweet Christmas. Speaking Sweet. of which, have you been watching uh Jessica Jones? I watched that like the week it came out. Oh, I'm really behind because I'm slow. <laughs> I'm digging it. it it's uh, how far are you gotten? Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'll say that I think there's 13 total episodes. I'm on like the ninth episode. So everything's oh. kind of coming together and things are happening. And to those of you that watch the first episode and are like, eh, give it to like episode three. And then if you are still, eh, then you're probably never going to like it. But that's how long it took me to get into it. Um, I thought that uh, David Tennant was really good. Oh, yeah. And I liked a lot of other stuff about it, too. But uh, I don't want to spoil anything, so. Nope. And we're running long, so I guess uh, we'll, we'll see you here next time for the conclusion of Final Wars. 
Final Wars? The conclusion of Secret Wars. Final Wars. <laughs> Why hasn't that been a series yet? All right. Until then, I'm Jeremy. I'm Adam. And the danger room is closed. The doom base. And the doom base is closed. Olaf Berserker. My love for you is like a truck berserker. Would you like some making berserker? <laughs> That's funny, man. Did he say making f-